You're listening to the Aligned Action Podcast, the show that helps baffled beginners and even experienced entrepreneurs set intentions, attract ideal clients, and make meaning and money using real-life examples, an interactive teaching style, and in-episode experiences. I'm your host, Chantelle, an educator-turned-web designer and aligned business mentor at Clear Quartz Creative. Together, we'll get past your playing small patterns and transform your all-over-the-place ideas into exciting possibilities so you can get the clarity you want, have the alignment you need, and embody the steps to grow your business your way. So take a deep breath, settle in with intention, and let's get into today's episode. I know that as a listener, the very best episodes that I listen to on a podcast are the ones that have a vulnerable share. And so this episode begins with a vulnerable, but albeit silly share. Confession time. All my life, I have been afraid of using a lighter because I was convinced I would burn my thumb. And a few weeks ago, the barbecue lighter that I always use to light candles ran out of fluid. So I threw it away. And then of course, I don't remember to replace it. And then a few days later, I still want to light a candle, but no one is home to light it for me. So I think to myself, okay, you can do this. You can try to light this candle. And it took me a split second of confidence that I wasn't going to burn my hand off to try it. And so I went for it. I lit the candle. Took me a couple tries, but I lit the candle. I have to say, 100% of the fear is not gone. There's still a healthy mm, 7% fear that, to be honest, is probably keeping me from actually burning myself. But I've managed to do it like, I don't know, five more times now. And although I do not always get the lighter going on the first try, I have managed to light my candle five out of five times eventually. My point is here that fear of using a lighter like a normal person has kept me from using my good candles for forever. What has fear of asking for a testimonial kept you from? not just more sales for you when you start using that testimonial in your marketing. It's also keeping you from the positive feedback loop that comes from getting, well, feedback, good feedback. Reading how you have had an impact on people's lives is a source of emotional light. Right now, if you're like I used to be with the lighter, you are keeping yourself in the dark. Now I get it. You can feel weird about asking for reviews for all sorts of reasons. Here are some that I've heard from my clients and my students being worried that they're annoying their clients, thinking it's awkward to ask their clients for compliments, not feeling comfortable asking for praise, thinking that asking for anything is really hard. They're worried that their clients are going to think that they're bragging, that their audience is going to think that they're bragging, that they're going to feel like they're bragging. Bragging is a big one. Students have said that they feel like if they have to ask for a review, it somehow doesn't count or it isn't going to be genuine. People feel like they're using their clients or they're taking advantage of them somehow by asking for social proof. Primarily, they're worried that they're going to annoy their clients by asking. Also, that they're going to annoy their audience by sharing. Enter the simple social proof issue of Facet. I heard enough about this stress and awkwardness around testimonials to do something about it. And so I created this issue. It's on sale now at clearcourtscreative.co slash facet. Inside that issue, I talk you through all of those limiting beliefs that I just talked about. I teach you how to reframe them and get past them, but I'm going to give you a bonus idea here. You might want to journal for this. 
rewiring any thoughts or beliefs, like the whole list about awkwardness and testimonials, it starts with being aware of what those thoughts and what those beliefs even are. So if any of the ones that I just talked about touched a chord, write them down in your journal. Oh, and leave a few spaces between each line. That's that's going to be important later. Once you've written down the ones that touched a chord when I read them earlier, then you're also going to add your own individual thoughts and feelings around asking reviews. You're just going to add them to the bottom of that list. And really think back to specific moments and specific clients because it's going to help you call back all those inner thoughts that you were experiencing in those moments. I just want to help you make sure that you don't miss any of them. Once you have your own list of the beliefs that you're holding about testimonials, about awkwardness, about reviews, all of those things, read the first one at the top to yourself. And then directly underneath it, in that space that you left, you're going to rewrite it in a positive light. The key is to write something that does feel relatable or believable to you right now, at least that it feels possible. And it might not be the exact opposite, but we'll work up to that. Let's use this one as an example. Let's use the asking for anything feels hard. The exact opposite, and honestly where you might like to get to, might be something like, it's easy for me to ask anyone for anything. And now this might be the goal, but it's going to be really hard to trick your brain into believing that that's true right now. Going completely opposite on beliefs is not something that our brains are comfortable with. We want to go just one step in. We're going to wade into the water here. If you're tracking with my original story, this is me just being willing to hold the lighter first before being willing to light it. So instead of doing this 180, I want you to tilt your you're thinking slightly towards a slightly more positive belief. I'm suggesting going from asking for anything feels hard to I am open to asking feeling easy or asking for reviews can feel comfortable for me. The exercise here is to rewrite each belief on your list in a way that feels doable and approachable and also within the realm of possibility for you right now. And then just lots of journaling. That's that's what comes next here. Rewriting those new beliefs as affirmations can also be helpful. And then bringing those into your lived experience, into your day-to-day, you're going to start to take actions that reflect the new reality that you've written for yourself. At first, you may need to practice asking for testimonials while still feeling a little bit of the old awkwardness, but the more that you practice and the more that you work with your beliefs, the easier this is going to get over time. It's important for me to give credit where credit is due, so the exercise that I just talked you through is a combination of two exercises from two different sources, both of which I will link to in the show notes. One is Lisa Nichols' limiting belief exercise, And the other is Jess Ely's perspective on using openness as a bridge to reworking beliefs. Again, the more that you do these exercises, the easier that this will get over time and that awkwardness is just going to ebb away. One of my first readers of Facet described it as working up the split second of confidence it takes to make that very first ask, knowing that that is a tipping point. Because once you've convinced yourself to do it once, you can convince yourself to do it again. Similarly, every time I light a candle now, I get a little more comfortable and a little less afraid. It is truly getting easier, as silly as it sounds. Every time you ask for a testimonial or review, you will get a little more comfortable and a little less afraid. That means that if you can find that split second of confidence to just ask for a review, so many more possibilities open up for you. You're going to be able to use those reviews in your marketing. Selling everything is going to feel easier 
easier when you've got a few testimonials that you can put on your sales page and in your story highlights and all over the place. You're going to be able to refer to happy clients and their results when you're talking with potential people that you might work with. It'll be easier because you can let their words brag about you for you so that you don't have to feel braggy about it at all. Being the business owner who has loads of positive reviews, it feels really good. It feels affirming, it feels powerful, exciting, positive, and yeah, validating. You are putting in all of this work into your business and you deserve to feel validated and affirmed. You create such amazing transformations for your clients and you deserve to feel positive and excited about those changes and getting reviews that is going to help create that for you. Three more tips if you want all of those feelings for yourself. Number one, hype yourself up to ask for new reviews by rereading your old reviews. Even if you only have one, reread it a few times. Even if the reviews that you have are just screenshots of clients thanking you, reread them. Surround yourself with positivity and it's going to be easier to attract more of it. Tip number two, make yourself a system for asking so that the reviews basically ask for themselves rather than you having to do it every time. This is the ultimate life slash business hack. Let the reviews ask for themselves. I just did this for myself with Facet. I printed cards that I mail out with each subscriber issue. I have the card right here and on it I ask for social proof in a few different ways. So on the card, I ask for them to share their pictures and their videos of Facet. I give them a hashtag. I let them know that they can tag me using my handle. I also created three different gift unlocking experiences that occur within the issue. So the issue is filled with different exercises that you complete on your way to really mastering the topic. This for subscribers leads to gifts that can be unlocked. To unlock the gift, they need to first complete the task that's laid out inside the issue. There's a couple of different ways. So they can post it to their stories, post it to their reels, they can post it on whatever platform, they can tag the specific fans of Facet hashtag, they can tag me. I also give them the option of just sending me a picture because not everyone wants to post things on their own accounts. And so there's three different ways there for them to both motivate themselves to work their way through the issue, also to be able to earn gifts that ship with their next issue. Someone who completes all three of those tasks and sends me the picture or video that goes with it, they get an actual physical item sent in their next envelope with the next issue of Facet. I'm planning on sending some things like crystals, sticker sheets, fun post-its, fun paper clips, <laughs> all the stationary stuff that most of us love. This is my way of getting social proof for this issue of Facet. All I had to do was make the card one time and then I put it inside each issue when I mail it out and it takes the awkward out of asking because it's not like I'm looking each of my subscribers in the eyes every time I send out an issue and asking them to compliment Facet. I'm just including the card. I'm handwriting a personal note on the back and I'm infusing it with good energy before I send it to them. Takes out all that awkward, right? Makes it something that's beneficial for them and for me. And tip number three, if you want everything about reviews to feel less awkward and you need more than you're getting in these episodes, you can learn about the planning, the collecting, the sharing, and the repurposing of social proof reviews and testimonials inside the simple social proof issue of Facet. I do want to share before I tell you the difference between ordering a single issue and a subscription. I just want to share that if you get everything that you need from listening to the free content here on the show, that's awesome too. There is never any requirement 
requirement to buy or any pressure that you're missing out if you don't. I am grateful to you for being a podcast listener. I'm grateful to you for having the willingness to learn about bringing more intention into your business. If you do happen to buy an issue of Facet, that's just a bonus because either way, I am glad that you're here. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the single issue versus the subscription option now that the cart is open and these are both available. So the single issue, this is good for you if you know that you want to learn more about social proof reviews and testimonials. You just want to grab this one issue, basically meaning like you would rather handpick each issue that you purchase because there's going to be a different topic coming out every quarter. Somebody who wants to test read an issue also before committing to a subscription, I would recommend just ordering the single issue. Also for someone who considers themselves fairly self-motivated, you're a good implementer, it's easy for you to do that on your own, then the single issue makes sense because it will ship to your door, you can read everything there is to read about social proof, and you can take that and run with it and really see some changes in your social proof in your business. And then alternatively, you can also grab a year's subscription to Facet. That's better for you if you know that you're all about intentional business and mindset. You know that you already enjoy learning from me. You just automatically want to receive the next four issues of Facet, regardless of what the topics are. You just trust me. The subscription is also a way to get access to those prizes that I was talking about to unlock those gifts in the mail. You have to complete those little mini challenges within the issue. That is a benefit that's a subscriber only benefit. The subscription might be better for you if you are more motivated to implement when you're part of a group or when someone's on the lookout for your homework because there is just inherently more accountability. There's the support of a community and the support of me as a coach, especially if you're a question asker like if you're the kind of person who's like, yeah, but what about this? Being part of the subscription community might be a better choice rather than the single issue. Just in general, if you know that you eventually want to own the full suite of facet issues, if you want to have complete guides to entrepreneurship within arm's reach that you can grab from the bookcase behind your desk at any point during the day, then become a subscriber. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm welcoming new subscribers at any time. That's at clearquartzcreative.co slash facet. It's the same link if you want to grab the single issue. Final note, don't be like me. Don't wait literal years to do something that takes just one split second of courage. Practice, get more comfortable, get support. Notice how you're talking to yourself about it. The awkwardness of asking for reviews is going to fade away. It's going to fade away so fast that I think you'll be shocked at how easy it all feels once you have a system, once you've set yourself up for social proof. I'm sending all of the great social proof vibes your way so that you can feel less awkward about asking for testimonials. Now go do that mindset work and ask for your next review. Thank you for listening to the Aligned Action Podcast. I hope this episode has helped you take the first step to turn your ideas and insights into income. For one-on-one guidance and done-for-you solutions, visit clearquartzcreative.co to see how we can work together. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Each review helps me to help more entrepreneurs like you dig deeper and get crystal clear. Until next week, remember, you're a gem. Every intention you set and every action you take is an expression of being the brilliant business owner you already are.